Praise the Lord. What a powerful presence in this house today. You know, today is actually on the Jewish calendar. Passover started last night at 6. So we're in Passover today. So awesome, powerful. Jewish calendar doesn't always line up with our Gregorian calendar here in the United States, but it's amazing, the Passover and just all that. It's, this is a great week. Just focus on him this week, holy week. Just focus on the name of Jesus and everything he did for you. You don't want to miss next Sunday. We have such an awesome presentation for Remember Me. We're going to remember Jesus. Everything that he did, the miracles. Just, just come and enjoy and invite someone. It's going to be powerful. And then Saturday before that, this coming Saturday on the 3rd, we're going to have our annual Easter egg hunt. It's going to be here at noon. And I need plenty of volunteers to come early, please, at like probably 1030. Just help us set up. Just come to me um, and let me know if you can do that. And uh, we're going to have a great time on Saturday. The Easter egg hunt will start at noon. So you want to kids get here. And we'll just have a great time together. Are you guys ready for that? Easter is such an awesome time of year where I'm excited about it. You guys look so good today. Give yourself a hand as Pastor David comes. <laughs> Love you guys. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Somebody say praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Well, Cindy mentioned this is Passover weekend, and we're going to celebrate Passover today, the Last Supper. I was thinking about Jesus last week on earth. What if you knew you had one week to live? One week. What would you do? What would you say? What would you make right? What would you make sure that everything is okay? Well, Jesus was facing the last week of his life. They called it Palm Sunday. As was prophesied, he came riding into Jerusalem on the colt of a donkey. And I'll get more into that a little bit later. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Open our ears, open our hearts, open our understanding today, God, for a deeper and greater revelation of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to preach about the gospel today. Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me to do what? Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel to everyone who needed it. Preach the gospel. Heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. <laughs> For he has anointed me. He has equipped me. He has qualified me by the blood of Jesus to preach 
the gospel. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, starting in verse 1. I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you and which you received and which you stand. I preached the gospel, you received it, and you stand and are saved. It's the gospel that equips us to stand. It's understanding of the gospel that equips us to receive the gospel, to stand strong and be saved if you hold fast that word which I preach to you otherwise you believe in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received that Christ died for our sins according to scripture Isaiah 53 and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. He was seen by Peter he was seen by the apostles, and he was seen by 500 more. Living Bible says, let me remind you of the good news I preach to you. We stake our lives and future upon this glorious good news. Somebody, I think it was Tricia, made the statement, he's a good God. From time to time, I stop by. You may find this terminology odd. But I stop by and visit Brother Oral Roberts. You say, well, Pastor, how do you do that? Well, and I can't explain to you what it does to me. But I drive in Memorial Park Cemetery and I know exactly where he's buried and some of his family are buried. And I just go there and stand on his grave and look at the plaque, Orville Roberts. At the top it says, God is a good God. And at the bottom it says, something good is going to happen to you today <laughs> something good is going to happen to you today if you'll open your heart and your mind today and ask God for a fresh revelation of the gospel this is what the Holy Spirit laid on my heart a few weeks ago to preach and I thought Lord that seems so simple My Lord Jesus. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. I need to remind you today, Pastor, I've heard that my whole life. I'm, just, I'm not just preaching to you. We're preaching, if they would tune in, literally to the whole world. Anybody can tune in and hear it. 
this service today. So when I preach, I keep that in mind. That I'm not just preaching to you that sometimes think, well, I've heard that before. <laughs> we need to hear it again. I'm the way, Jesus said. Thomas said, show us the way, Lord. He said, you're looking at him. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And then in Acts 4, 12, he says, there is no salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is no other gospel. Paul writing to the church in Galatians said, If anyone preaches any other gospel to you than the one you have received, let him be accursed. There's many people, many religions. I'm going to be bold about this. There's many religions that proclaim to have the way. They say it doesn't matter whether you believe Jesus or Muhammad or whatever. It doesn't matter. All their gods are dead. Not a one of them rose from the dead. Not a one of them is alive today. They have idols and statues and all kind of garbage that they go through trying to worship God. But there's no other name under heaven. There's no other gospel. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you so quickly turn from the truth just because you don't feel just right today? There's no other gospel, church. There's only one way, and that's in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Messiah, the anointed one. Satan comes to lie to you. Satan comes to steal the word, kill your faith, and destroy your life. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance to the full, to the overflow, more than enough. You are anointed to preach the gospel to the sick, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the devil in the name of Jesus. There's no other gospel that has resurrection power. There's no other gospel that can save a wretched sinner. There's no other gospel that can heal your body. There's no other gospel that can forgive your sin and make you feel like a new creature in Christ Jesus. It's only by the name and the blood and the body of Jesus Christ that will set you free and whom the, whom the Son sets free is what? Free indeed. It's the truth that you know. It's the truth that you know. It's the, it's the truth. It's the gospel that you know. It's the gospel you have an understanding of that will set you free. People that are wretched and miserable and undone in their sin do not have an understanding. We're going to take communion here in a little bit. I'm not going to preach long. And I asked that the young people join us when we're ready to take communion. I was sitting outside yesterday meditating on this word. And you can say what you want, I don't care. I had a mental, a mental picture in my imagination. I had, it was like a, it was like a vision, whatever you want to call it. I, I saw this altar full of people 
being healed and delivered. I saw young people having an awakening to the things of God. I don't know about you, but I'm done. I said I'm done and had it up to here with the devil messing with our young people, destroying our kids and stealing the very life out of them with his lies. I want them to know the truth. I want them to know Jesus Christ. I want them to understand the body and I want them to understand the blood. I want them to know they can be delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. They don't have to go through life depressed. They don't have to go through life depending on some stupid pill or drugs or whatever. Amen. I want them set free. I want them healed. I want them preaching the gospel. Nobody can preach the gospel to another youth like a youth can. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my God. I feel this thing so far down in my bones. Jesus. Romans, the first chapter. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ. A servant. Actually, he was a bond servant. A bond servant is a person that chooses, hear me, to be a servant when he's been set free. Servants and slaves were set free in the year of Jubilee. But some of these people loved their master. And they loved their life. And they would say, I want to be a bond servant. So they would put their ear up against the doorpost. And take an ice pick and drive a hole through it. And when you saw that hole in their ear, you knew they had chosen to be a servant. They were made to be a servant or had to be a servant. They got to be a servant. And in the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm a bond servant. I don't have to serve God. I get to serve God. I don't have to do right. I get to do right. I don't have to go to church. I get to go to church. It's my privilege to be here today. It's my privilege to preach the gospel today. It's my privilege to know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the great I am, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. The I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about a resurrected Savior. I'm not talking about a dead God. I'm not talking about a dead religion. I'm not talking about barely get along street. I'm talking about a God that's more than enough for any situation or any problem. Amen. Hey, I'm like Andy. Y'all bear with me here now. I gotta get. I gotta. I've been holding this for two weeks. I gotta get it out of me before I'd explode. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. I said I wasn't going to preach anymore. I said, God, you tricked me into this. I'm done. I've had it. These people are stiff-necked, rebellious. I'm not preaching to them anymore. They don't listen to what I say. They don't like what I say. Their faces sneer at me. And I said, I quit. But <laughs> I stepped back in to the presence of God. I stepped back into that anointing. 
I stepped back into the Holy Ghost. I stepped back into knowing what I know about God, and I couldn't help myself. It's like fire shut up in my bones. My God. Somebody said, Preacher, when are you going to? You're almost 80 years old. <laughs> the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. Sure, I've got plenty of help, plenty of preachers, but every once in a while, they're going to turn this preacher loose. He's going to come out with fire in his bones because God has set me free from so much junk, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. But I was there when it happened, and I guess I ought to know. <laughs> Woo! I was there. I experienced it for myself. Nobody didn't have to tell me. I experienced it for myself in the basement of an old West Tulsa church about 14 years old when the glory of God filled my soul and I began to speak in a heavenly language and God baptized me in the Holy Ghost. And I've never been the same. Been through many, 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 many situations. <laughs> but God brought me out of it all. Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, set apart from his birth, like Jeremiah. The Lord said, I knew you before you was even born, Jeremiah. I called you to be a prophet. I called you to preach. Don't tell me what's going on and what's happening and how, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called you before you were ever born to preach the gospel. Paul was set apart. Oh, he kicked against the pricks. He acted like a jerk. He persecuted the church. He done everything he could to stop the church because he was this self-righteous, self-righteous religious person. You know, the folks that would come against Jesus and say, do you heal that man on the Sabbath? You mean to tell me you healed that man on the Sabbath? And they said, who, who healed you? He said, I don't really know who he was. All I know is I was blind, but now I can see. <laughs> Stretch forth thine hand, and it was made whole. And the Bible says as soon as his hand was made whole, they tried to figure out a way to kill him. You say, well, that's terrible. Well, let me tell you something, folks. There's a whole lot of people in this world today that are trying to kill what we're doing. They're trying to destroy the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the gospel cannot be stopped. You hear me? The gospel cannot be stopped. The gospel will be preached because when it looked like nobody could, somebody did. And somebody always will preach the gospel until Jesus Christ says, enough is enough. Now I'm coming after my church. I don't know how long that will take. It looks like it's going at a mighty slow pace to me, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But until then, <laughs> my heart, I wish I could sing. We'll go on singing until then with joy. I'll carry on the joy of the Lord. Jesus, I thought I didn't have enough notes. I don't, I don't, I got more here than I know what to do with. <laughs> Set apart. 
for the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the anointed one, who according to Acts 10, 38, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. When you, listen to me, when you preach the gospel about Jesus Christ, his power is with you. The Bible says always with you. Matthew 28, 28 said all power and all authority has been given unto me. What does that mean, Pastor? That means you have the authority to operate in the power. The devil's got power but no authority. We have authority and power. We have the authority to operate in the power. Like a policeman has authority. He can stop an 18-wheeler with his hand because it's a, an authority backing him up. We have authority to operate in the power of the gospel. And when you preach it, he said, I'll be there. I'll show up. When you preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life, I will be there. I'll show up in your worst hour. In your worst hour. I know it's been preached a million times, but boy, what a, what a story of Paul and Silas in jail. What a story, David. Put in prison, shackled in the lowest part of the prison for preaching the gospel. <laughs> so many funny stories been told about this. They were shackled. But they began to sing. They began to worship. They began to praise. And their praise got into the heavens. And the praise got so strong, Jesus began to pat his foot. Ooh, look at that. They're singing a song. And his very foot caused an earthquake. And the chains broke off. And they came out of the prison. <laughs> In their worst situation. Well, I'm having fun. I hope y'all are. All power and authority is given to us to preach the gospel about Jesus the Christ who died, who was buried, and rose from the dead and filled us with his spirit. He filled us with his spirit to multiply, to, somebody say multiply, to multiply on earth what he did when he was here. He filled us with the spirit to multiply. He said, greater works than these shall you do because I'm going to the Father. The only way we can do greater works is to multiply what he did on the earth. Pray for the kingdom of God and the will of God to be manifested, manifested on the earth. Okay, let's go back to Romans 1. I got off on all that. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, set apart for the gospel. Paul said, I am a debtor. I have a duty to perform and a debt to pay. And I have this duty and this responsibility to preach to civilized people, to preach to uncivilized people, <laughs> to preach to educated, uneducated, wise and unwise. I have an obligation to preach the gospel. And I'll just throw this in. It's free. 
It says to the Jew first and then to the Gentile and then to the barbarians and then, then, and then, and then, and then. And I know you guys know this, but can I proclaim one more time <laughs> that we're for all people? We're not against anybody, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. We, we are for all people. The reason I'm saying that is there is a spirit in the earth. Tell them if they're ready, they can come on in. They don't have to wait. <clears throat> uh, there is a spirit, hear me, in the earth, stronger than you can imagine, that's against the Jewish people. They are against people that are not like them. Let me tell you something. That is a, that is a devilish spirit from hell. Anybody that would think that they could come against the chosen people that God chose first and then added us in and everybody else in, through the blood, through the new covenant. You understand what I'm saying? We are for everybody. We're not against anybody. Let all come and freely drink of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I know y'all know that, but I just thought I'd throw it in. I'd like to see red, yellow, black, and white in this church in abundance. Amen. From every tribe, every nation, every tongue. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Bring them, bring them, bring them. We'll take them, rich, poor, ugly, fat. We don't care. Bring them. <clears throat> we'll even take skinny folks. Bring them on. <laughs> oh, me. You, you know, you would think you wouldn't have to say stuff like that. But it needs to be made clear that we are for everybody. We're not against anybody. And my God, we're certainly not against Jew, the Jews. Holy Jesus, what's the matter with people? I'll tell you what's the matter with them. The devil took over their mind. They're corrupt. The Bible, you know what the Bible says? The message Bible? They're stupid. Yeah, that's what it said. Go read it. These people are stupid. That, that means dumb and ignorant and unlearned. They think they know and they don't know. They think they know and they don't know. They don't know nothing. They're stupid. They're deceived. And you know what? If they, stay, if they stay deceived and do not accept the gospel, I'm sorry. They're going straight to hell. Amen. That's why we preach the gospel to everybody. Everybody. My Lord Jesus, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. As much as in me is, Paul said, as much as in me is. <laughs> as I'm ready to preach the gospel. I'm not ashamed. I'm, listen to me. I'm almost through. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power unto salvation. <laughs> the gospel has the power unto salvation. This good news is God's powerful method of bringing all who believe to Christ. So do you believe today? I mean, believers in the house. Amen. Somebody shout, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. Hallelujah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do this. Y'all say it real loud. Say, I'm a believer. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sin. I believe he rose from the dead. And I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Can I get the young people to shout it out? I receive him. Come on, youth. As my Lord and Savior. Thank you. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. And he loves you. And he wants to do good things for you. He's a good God. Somebody shout it. He's a good God. He's a good God. Oh, thank you, Father. You're a good God. Hallelujah. Y'all come on, Tricia. Everything I've preached to you today is accomplished by faith in Jesus Christ. The just, the Bible says, shall live by faith. It's the power of the gospel that takes you from faith to faith and more faith, Amplified Bible says. Faith to faith and more faith. Because you have faith to be saved, but then tomorrow you're going to need faith to stay saved. Amen? Amen. And, you, and when you receive the gospel to be saved, don't stop in the foyer. Come on in and believe the gospel to be healed. Believe the gospel to be made whole. Believe the gospel to give you a peace that passes all understanding. Believe the gospel that can fix every problem that you think can't be fixed. He is Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, who came to destroy, destroy the works of the devil. He destroyed the works of the devil. God gave Adam what? Somebody say dominion. dominion. Adam gave it to the devil. And when he gave dominion to the devil, listen to me, because God had given it to him, he gave it away. So God was out of the picture. But he had a plan. <laughs> so he who knew no sin became sin, that we might be made right with God. So today we're going to remember. We're going to remember. Now this looks kind of messed up here. I, I cut up that bread and I tried to separate it so it wouldn't be touching. And it overnight it got a little crusty. It's kind of sliding around in a pan. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Maybe with it being a little crusty, it'll remind you of the body of Jesus Christ. The body. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John talks about the triumphal entry. When Jesus came in and the people were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Which means the word literally means save us. Save now is the literal interpretation of Hosanna. Save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I heard a statement that just stuck in me and I wrote it down. Listen to this. Listen. <clears throat> when Jesus 
was what they wanted him to be, which was a king. Hosanna, save us. When Jesus was what they wanted him to be, just a few days later, when he was what they wanted him to be, they had palm branches. That's what's called Palm Sunday. They were worshiping Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. When he became what they needed him to be, they gave him thorns. When he was what they wanted him to be, when everything was going good, when everything was looking up and you were having a great day and you were blessed and everything's awesome, that's what you want him to be. But then when he lets you walk through a little testing time and a little trial, and you say, where's God? Lisa preached an awesome lesson on why good thing, bad things happen to good people. And then I thought it was so interesting how Andy came back the next week and preached on how all people, all temperaments receive the gospel in a different way. So you can't judge everybody if they don't act like me or act like you. Everybody's different. But what I want you to see today is the gospel of Jesus Christ was preached and they were hollering Hosanna on Monday and on Friday they said crucify because he didn't do what they wanted him to do like they wanted him to do it I want to say something else right here the Jews did not put Jesus on the cross the Romans did not put Jesus on the cross we did, not, we did not put Jesus on the cross. Jesus put himself on the cross. He said, no man takes my life. He willingly gave his life. He willingly gave his life for you. I just want the young people this morning to hear me. Jesus gave, listen to me, his life that you guys could have a good life. And as we take communion today, and as we remember, as we remember the death, burial, and resurrection, I want you not to focus so much on the death and the burial, but on the resurrection. We're remembering the price He paid for us. But we're celebrating the results of that price that he paid. Now what I want you to do, if you will, please, I'm going to ask everyone to come and serve yourself. And I think there's room. Let's stay up here a few minutes. I, I've got something else I want to do. It's, on, it's only 11.35. I preached short on purpose. So everybody come and serve yourself. And then 
stay around the front. Thank you, Jesus. system by which every good provision and blessing that Christ won for us at the cross is released in our lives. You hear that? It's God's delivery system by which every good provision and blessing that Christ won for us at the cross is released in our lives. Or it's His will It's His will, His purpose, His plan. Listen, church, we're not victim, we're victorious. 
We're victorious. We're designed to reign in life as a king. When Jesus began to preach, because the old covenant was still in effect, and he began to preach and he said, repent, change the way you think. Stop thinking about the old way to sacrifice. Now I am the supreme sacrifice. And I prayed, I paid it all. It all. The kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom of God manifested on the earth. Right in the presence of our enemies, 23rd Psalm says, he prepares a table. Right in the presence. <laughs> he prepares a table right in the presence of our enemy. So today, I'm going to pray for the bread and the wine, and we're going to take it together after I pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your broken body. Thank you for bearing all my sickness and disease at the cross so that I may have health and wholeness. I declare that by your stripes I am healed and made whole. I believe I receive your resurrection life in my body today. Can, uh, uh, young people help me. Everybody say it. Say, I believe. I receive, I receive resurrection, life resurrection life in my body today. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that has washed me whiter than snow. Your blood has brought me forgiveness and made me righteous forever. As I drink, I celebrate and partake of the inheritance of righteousness, healing, wholeness, and Blessing, my God. <laughs> Woo. This, is a, this is a celebration. We sang at the cross because it's at the cross. But now he's not in the cross. He's risen from the dead. <laughs> and I felt in my spirit, after we take communion, let's take it, let's take it. <laughs> oh, God, my God, my God. Now, listen to me. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Just lift your hands, Lord. Just lift your hands. Father, we're getting really ready to celebrate resurrection power. We thank you our sins are forgiven. We thank you we're new creatures in Christ. And today we're going to celebrate. And we're going to receive the goodness. The goodness. We're going to receive the goodness of the Lord. Every sin is broken. Every addiction is broken. Every power of the enemy. I come against you in the name of Jesus. You destroyed the works of the devil. And today I take authority over every foul, stinking spirit. It's time to come against all of you and the young people. Come on, young people, help me worship, 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 sing it, worship. Now sing. 